Hello, everyone, and welcome to Get Into It, where we will be getting into just about anything and everything. We're going to talk about love, life, relationships, work, and so much more. But all of it from and with a perspective of faith in Jesus. So sit down, relax, or don't stand up, walk around, jump around, do whatever you want to do. In any case, hang with us and let's get into it, shall we? Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of the Get Into It podcast. It is so weird to be back. I pause because normally I'm like, it's so great to be back. And it's not not great to be back. It's just weird to be back. I'm really nervous. It's been a long time since I've recorded, actually. And um, fun fact, this is actually my first time recording in my flat with my husband. So well, he's not in the room. He, he's not here recording with me, but you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> And I'm so nervous. I feel like it's been such a long time. And a part of me is also kind of like, I can't believe I used to do this. Um, I haven't recorded for a long time, partly because I was, you know, the first maybe month, it's been about three months, I'd say. The first maybe month and a half also was because I was getting married and moving into the new flat and, um, you know, working and basically juggling a million and one balls. And then that kind of quietened down. And then I think I then just didn't because I was nervous or I was scared maybe I don't know what I don't even know what that is it's such a crazy thing I find in recent time and just to kind of give context for this episode I typically for my episodes I will sit down I will plan what I'm going to talk about and then I will kind of have an idea of make some notes jot down some ideas where the conversation is going to go and that'll be it but this first episode back, I don't really, I haven't done that, not because I haven't tried, but just because I feel like every time I say, okay, I'm going to plan it, then that ends up being some kind of weird form of procrastination. You know, when you kind of get like, oh, I'm going to use a new notepad and a new pen. Actually, I need a pink pen. I need a blue pen. And in reality, you're actually just avoiding doing what you need to do. So I said, I'm going to cut out the middleman and just kind of chit chat a little bit um I've had a couple of things that have been on my mind not all related but you know what I will say it is good to be back um while I was away and part of what kind of kept me away for longer than perhaps I should have been away for is I guess the fear point that I was talking about but I don't even necessarily think that it was a fear point in such, I mean, fear is so nuanced and so layered, right? There's so many levels to it. But I think it was a fear of not speaking for speaking sake. I have such a thing where, and I don't know whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, or I think it could be a good thing in some respects, but when taken to the extreme, then becomes a not so good thing. But I have this thing where I don't believe in speaking for speaking sake. Um, I don't believe in, or I'm not crazy about adding my voice to a conversation, like not adding my voice to a conversation necessarily, but I'm just not a fan of saying things if I feel like there is no value add. I don't enjoy just hearing myself go on and on and on. And I think why I say it's kind of a pro and a con, because in some respects, of course, one needs to understand that 
You don't have to be involved in every single conversation. You don't have to speak on every single thing. There is wisdom in knowing when to speak and when to not speak. But where it veers off and like intermingles itself with fear and mm, is imposter syndrome of a form of fear. Anyway, that's an offshoot. Where, where it in, intermingles itself, I would say, with fear and imposter syndrome is when you're asking the question, am I not speaking because I legitimately don't have anything of value to say in this moment? And is it like a wisdom point? Or are you not speaking because you've told yourself that you don't have anything legitimate or anything of value to add to X, Y, Z conversation? And it then goes back to that whole thing of, I spend a lot of my time, I love podcasts in my spare time. I do love listening to a podcast. And recently I've gotten super into Audible. I don't know if I've spoken about that on another um, episode, but I'm a big Audible gal. Um, my best friend Tem sort of converted me. I used to be like, why? And I know I'm, I'm conscious I'm topic hopping. I will circle back, don't you worry. But my best friend Tem used to kind of say to me, oh you know audible's great and i just used to think it's cheating it's not really reading a book if you're listening to it um but yeah no i'm a convert anyway what i was saying is i'm a huge fan of podcasts audible and i feel like people are seeing a lot of stuff people are seeing a lot of really interesting insightful great valuable things and i was like oh i mean everybody's saying all the things and everybody said all the things and I think, I don't know that I have anything else to say or to add to any conversation. And I just never want my podcast or anything that I do really to just be like a random addition. However, I've been thinking about it and I wanted to be clear in myself, in my spirit. I wanted to be, before I just recorded an episode or I even couldn't really record an episode if I felt like what I was saying wasn't valuable. Um, but in recent time, I think I felt increasingly motivated to speak about stuff, to throw my hat in the ring, as it were. And I think one thing that I always remember, even when I was starting my podcast, this was one of the impediments to me starting at the beginning, was just that thought of everybody saying all the things. What do you have to say that's in addition, different and blah, blah, blah. But I think remembering reminding myself and remembering constantly that even though people are saying, everybody could be saying the exact same thing, but nobody has your words, no one has your mind, no one has your way of relating to people or communicating things, no one has your voice, no one has your exact sort of reach or network. And at the end of the day, if any random conversation I have on here, if it's something that God wants someone to hear in some place or someone to be intrigued by in some place, not even necessarily because I'm always speaking about motivational stuff, but just because sometimes you just, people want to listen to stuff and why not? Why not my voice? So that's why I'm back. Um, it's more from a why not mentality. And, and I think it's trusting that when I, I initially felt led and still do feel led to have this podcast. Um, it was to add my voice and my unique blend of self and me and perspective into, I guess, the noisy, noisy echo chamber of 
Spotify or whatever app you're listening to your podcast on. Um, and that's that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to add my, throw my hat in the ring. Um, and for those people, I feel like I've been rambling for a long time. This might be a longer episode than typical because like I said, I haven't planned it out. But that, I just want to talk about what I've been feeling. And I think for anybody listening who has something that a million and one people have done before or you think a million and one people have done before or you think your contribution isn't valuable or necessary think on it um pray about it check in your spirit why it is what is your intention behind speaking or adding or sharing is it good is it pure is it to bring light is it to bring a different perspective whether it's humor or something think about your motivations and then just go for it. I think different unique voices speak to different unique people. So that's what I'm gonna say to you and that's what I'm gonna say to myself. Honestly, we could go on and on and on about, there's so many thoughts that I've had obviously over the last three months and it would be impossible to kind of go through each of them and the twos and fours of why, why should I go back? But anyway, a whistle stop tour since we last caught up. So I'm married now, married, married, all weddings done. I'm now living with my husband, which is fantastic. I'm having a great time so far and life is good. Life is blessed. Um, what I wanted to talk about though, and this is actually a very like admin topic and it's been on my mind heavy a lot <laughs> the last couple of weeks because, so I got married and changed my last name. I got married um, and took my husband's last name, whoop de doo happy days, whoop de doo um, And that's cool, cool with me, he's got a cool la- last name, uh, and, you know, love his family, great family, glad to be having the last name, fantastic. Also, my initials are the same, no change in that, still L-O, or O-O, ooh, if you will. However, I feel like, and I've been speaking to, like, the odd friend here and there, but not enough conversation is had and not enough of a spotlight is shone on the absolute administrative nightmare in the UK. I can't speak of other countries, but in this here England, the absolute administrative nightmare that comes with changing my name. And I'm speaking about this today because I've had, I changed my name at work. I recently did the whole change my name on LinkedIn. And I'm speaking about this and this is top of mind because recently, at work, I've been having all these issues with my systems not working fully because there's going to be one element of the intranet that's still registered to my old name and my old last name. And so whenever people try to send me an email or add me to some kind of group on the internet or something, it just doesn't work because it's still my old name. I'm always having to be on calls with IT like, no, this is me. I'm both people, blah, blah, blah. And I just thought, how annoying. And I think people just need to understand, right? I'm not anti-changing your name as a woman, right? I have my thoughts on that and and, and I do, I'm not anti-changing your name as a woman and I'm obviously I've changed my name, which is fine. Um, However, I think I just have an issue with the imbalance of it all, right? So for those that don't know, when you change your name, when you get married, and I should probably maybe also talk about wedding stuff, but bleh, I'll get I'll get there. This is top of mind right now. When you get married and you want to change your name, right? 
you there is I thought I would get married want to change my name email I don't know change name change dot gov and there would be like a central platform or central register where people can go to fill out forms or make an application and like your name is changed at the source right like it's changed and then it kind of filters down no that is in fact not the case the way that you change your name in this here england is if i get married and i have my marriage certificate whip to do and i want to change my name there is no central register the way you have to change your name is you have to contact every single organization institution whatever the heck that you've ever had any interaction with one by one and inform them of your name change indeed so obviously people tend to start with the big ends like your passport which takes ages by the way if you need to change your name on your passport that takes a very 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 long time your passport maybe your bank cards maybe you want to get a linked email address blah 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 all of that stuff one by one by one and inevitably just because of how much of an admin nightmare it is you're not going to remember that random like i don't know asos or I don't know whatever website you go on to get groceries or Sainsbury's you're not going to remember every single website every single platform that you need that you've interacted with so you end up with this thing where well I'm in this place where I've kind of done the majority of the big ones like my passport my some of my banks (laughs) some of my uh online accounts but now I'm like have like multiple last names and I call up any any account you know if I'm trying to fix something with British Gas and I'm like hi I'm Olalade but my last name could be this or my last name could be that I, I, don't, I don't know and I just find that so annoying and it makes me feel or it enrages me it's a I guess a first world problem and not that big a deal in the grand scheme of things but it just infuriates me because just the patriarchy is really patriarchying because I feel like if it were men that regularly had, women get married all the time, women get married and have to change their names all the time. The fact that there is no universal platform is ludicrous. If men were doing it, it would be like, oh yeah, someone would have invented something, it would be an easy breezy process. I think more generally with the name changing, I don't mind the idea of changing your name. I've never been particularly attached to my last name such that I was like oh I never want to change it I need to have my last name forever but when it came to actually kind of changing it like I've been known as a particular name my whole life and now I'm going to become another name and everyone just takes it for granted that you change your name and of course you are more than your name of course your identity is more than your name but it matters it's the name you've had all your life and then you change it but it's just this thing everyone expects you to do it and i get that when you're married when you get married you kind of you're the same but i think you fuse right you do change like you're supposed to change over time you fuse into like another being right you go from single you to married you and you become one with your partner and i get it so it's less the changing of i just it's less the changing of name in itself, it's more the fact that men don't have to do it too. Why is it that when two people get married, it is the woman that undergoes this 
whole transformation. You go from a miss to a missus. You get a whole new last name. Now you're calling up your bank every five seconds. I'm trying to, you know, if I'm applying for stuff, my degrees say my old last name, which is fine. But now it's like when I'm trying to, if I need my degree to like certify something, it's like, oh, by the way, ooh, yeah, I'm actually the same person. I just got married. It's just a faff. Men don't have to undergo the faff. And I think that it makes sense if we're changing our name, let us both change our names. Because if the whole thing about the name change and the significance of a name change is becoming part of a new family and becoming part of this new union, why should men get to stay the same? Now, it's not a hill I'm willing to die on. This isn't my hill to die on, but it is something that I have thoughts about. My husband still just has his regular last name, um, but, and we have discussed it kind of, it's not, like I said, it's not a hill I'm willing to die on. And so it's not that big a deal for me in, in practice, but in principle, I do find it very strange. I do not like it. I think if we're all changing our names, let's all change our names. I don't understand. And even thinking about it um, biblically, I don't see, it's one of those things that's like cultural, right? Taking your partner's last name, I think it's cultural or your husband's last name. I think it's largely cultural in the Bible. God says that a man shall leave his father and mother, like both people leave their fathers and their mothers and they be come together, they cleave together and they become one flesh, right? That's what the Bible says. You both leave your father and your mother and you become one. You start a new thing together. So if we're gonna be hung up on name changes now, I think it would just be a more fair system if we both did it. And then we could all get in on the administrative fun. How about it? So that's just a side a side thing that's been on my mind heavy because I just think and I think even though I'm I have no regrets in terms of changing my name and it's so cute and it's a cute last name so I'm happy with it um but I think when I have kids god willing if I have daughters god willing I don't think I will be too fussed if they say they don't want to necessarily change their last name or they want to insist that their name is double-barreled or whatever I think it makes sense I think that's it just makes sense to me but then maybe this is me being like a newly married woman and then someone that's older will like say that this isn't like can see an angle where changing your name is tied to the submission that the bible talks about but i don't currently see it this is my perspective at the mo um that's not really related to anything that's more of an offshoot but a pertinent pertinent point nonetheless another thing that i've been thinking about that's not at all linked to, well, is it linked? Well, it's only linked if you're procrastinating doing the things that you need to do. Is I've been thinking a lot about procrastination. I read this really interesting FT article. Um, I can't remember the name of the author, but it was a really, really interesting article. And um, procrastination is like, is it the bane of my existence? It's something I struggle with and I've struggled with it for years and years and years. And it's caused me so much grief and it causes me so much grief. I'm trying to do my best to kind of kick it to the curb but it's something that's like I think it plays a lot of us and this article this FT article was really really interesting because oftentimes when we think about procrastination we think about it in terms of poor time management that's what the article says you know we think about it in terms of poor time management you can't manage your time you're not disciplined enough you don't can't do this can't do that and that's kind of how I thought about it as well um I would have days so for those that don't know, I'm a, I'm a corporate lawyer, so busy, 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 busy job, blah, 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 long hours, blah, 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 blah. 
but every so often when you're it you have maybe a couple of days of like quiet periods because maybe you've just signed a deal or whatever and I have so many thoughts and things I'd like to do outside of work but I'm always so busy with work that I don't get to necessarily always do those things or try to pursue those things and I realized I had a couple of quiet days a couple of weeks ago and I would come home at a reasonable hour maybe get home at like seven and I would have basically the whole evening ahead of me and I understand if you have a normal nine-to-five job that seems like fairly standard but that's you know the whole evening ahead of me from where I'm coming from and instead of doing productive things I kid you not I will dead ass sit down either I will stare out the window or I will just be watching a shitty Netflix show or I will just be doing literally literally anything anything and then I will basically almost not on purpose waste my own time but I feel the time wasting and I just can't and I know what I need to do but I just don't do it so then I would go to sleep and be like damn it another day and I didn't do what I needed to do Anyway, this FT article was really interesting because I even journaled about it and I was talking about how like I need to improve my discipline and why do I procrastinate and this and that and the other. And the author that was a woman, I can't remember her name, but she was saying that we think of procrastination often as poor time management or ill discipline when really what it is, and not saying that it isn't, right? But to a larger extent or a different way to think about it is as poor emotional management because when you're procrastinating often you're you're trying to avoid doing tasks or doing things whatever that is that evoke negative emotions whether you think it's boring whether you think it's difficult whether you think it's stressful whether you think whether it makes you feel uh uncomfortable you're avoiding those negative emotions and that's why you're procrastinating that's why you're staring out the window for an hour or two because you're avoiding feeling the negative emotions attached to those tasks so it's less about the time the task will take which is why oftentimes when you procrastinate something and then you end up doing it it literally takes you like two seconds you're like why did it take me like a million years to do this thing that took me two seconds it's less about the time and more about the emotions that whatever that activity is evokes and this might be obvious for lots of people but for me I was like oh my goodness this just makes so much sense even in terms of recording this episode right now like I think I've had it in my heart to just give it a gander pick up my microphone and 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 say something for a couple of weeks now but I just don't do it because I think I was avoiding the feelings of nervousness. I was avoiding the feelings of having to kind of face the fact that I was, I have not recorded in a long time, whether that evokes like a disappointment in myself or whatever negative emotion was attached to just sitting here in front of my mic and speaking, whatever fear was attached to that fear of, I don't know, not being able to anymore or something. That is what I was avoiding. That is what I was delaying. That is what I was pushing away. And sometimes it's not even necessarily big emotions like fear or um, guilt or whatever. Oftentimes it's like little emotions like boredom, little emotions like frustrating, little emotions like difficult. And I'm realizing increasingly, like I think I knew I had an issue with procrastinating, but I'm realizing that I really have an issue with procrastinating. Like, and it's not, and it's, 
I don't know why and it's like it's an avoid that point about avoiding negative emotions avoiding negative tasks negative experiences difficult things I don't know why but that is that is really what it is for me and so I don't know for me having even just having that awareness has helped me a lot I mean I read this article um, maybe four days ago and hey four days later I'm doing the thing right hey but okay I'm not gonna just give credit to the article I have been a lot more intentional about like reading my bible every day and I think I'm sort of certain and not just that but praying and I'm almost certain that that's you know been the real motivator from like a spiritual sense but I think in terms of like this physical realm and just educating myself it really has been just understanding what it is that I'm trying to avoid and then when I know what I'm trying to avoid it's easier for me to address it and to say look there's nothing actually there's nothing actually scary about sitting in front of a microphone in an empty room and talking no one's gonna fight you no one's gonna beat you up you're just gonna speak you know what I mean and like worst case scenario no one will listen to the podcast if is that even the worst case scenario like psh, it's fine these things that you we put off when we put off when we put off it's okay and I I think it's just uh, there's so many layers but that's what I'm really 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 working on or trying to work on now is doing my best not to procrastinate and, and then she was she the article and also just general thinking and reading about it as well just talks about how much you're procrastinating because you're trying to avoid negative emotions but then when you don't do the things that you say you want to do you feel disappointment in yourself or you feel guilt or you feel shame because you feel like you're not doing what it is that you're supposed to be doing you're not keeping the promises you've made to yourself which in turn is a negative emotion which then causes you to avoid that task even more because now that task is no longer just linked to the original fear and the original imposter syndrome now you've gone and added shame guilt self-disappointment all of that into the mix and it's just like understanding that and seeing that is so ah oh man that has really really helped me so I don't know if you're a procrastinator like me or I guess I hope an ex-procrastinator by the grace of God um, and that's like a helpful way to think about it as well and to understand that you just have to take the little steps and I don't think it's something that can be fixed overnight but I think that increasingly I'm just thinking so much about life and how so much of life is just taking leaps and jumping and that is very very scary and I don't like the leapy leap the leapy leap the jumpy jump I don't really like all of that stuff and I even have even more changes going on life-wise um <laughs> actually quite a lot and there's a lot of leapy leap and the thing about procrastination is that all the things that you have to do, they don't go away because you nap for three hours in the afternoon or three hours in the evening. They don't go away because you, you watch Netflix for a million hours. All of those things are still there. And the chances are that as time passes by, it just makes it worse for yourself. And I think I just, oh God, I need help. And I'm trying to help myself and I'm trying to do better and I'm really, really working on it. And another thing that's helped, that's made me realize how much of a procrastinator I am and well, was, amen, hallelujah. 
um is <laughs> just honestly being married i just feel like all of the cliches it's really funny because all of the cliches and i've only been married a millisecond but all of the cliches that everybody says about like yeah when you get married is like they hold up a mirror to you and you're looking at yourself in the reflection like all of those things <laughs> that they say marriage teaches you so much about yourself marriage exposes all of the like bleep 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 all of those cliches that you hear and i knew myself pretty well prima and i still i would say i knew myself pretty well but i just think that like it's a weird thing seeing yourself so closely in relation to another person and realizing that all of your strengths all of your weaknesses all of your pros all of your cons directly impact the person that you're living with and the person that you're married to in a very very real and tangible way because now your lives are tied together you're just like damn all of those issues and it doesn't mean you have to be perfect but i think you have to keep on consistently trying to be as good as you can be because your weaknesses now will not will not only slow you down or impact you negatively but they will also impact your partner negatively um and i'm seeing that actually very clearly and learning that for the first time which sounds crazy because it sounds like a fairly obvious thing to learn i don't have a, a nugget at the end of this one or like a takeaway i'm still in the like exploratory like this is interesting so if you're like me and you find it interesting it's interesting uh let's together try to make it work i'm really really trying to be better and i do think that god is helping me a lot i think this time last year i had the same fear of procrastination or of procrastination and fear of failure because i think the two are sometimes often linked sometimes often long but i think the two are often linked um i still had the same but i think now i just it's like i feel myself like gathering momentum to push myself off like the image i'm thinking about in my head is kind of like you know a swing when you're rocking back and forth back and forth back and forth and you start with the little pushes and you just need to like get enough motivation to just soar and to fly and that kind of thing and i think i feel that um like i'm just like i just feel myself i just like god wants me to just push through just push through out the other side and it's hard but um i'm trying and i hope you are too this has been a long episode i think this has been the longest episode that i've done and i think that's what happens when she just doesn't plan the episodes but i I don't know I've liked talking today and I'm glad I'm back I hope to be back and yeah I had an, a whole other point which I don't think I'm gonna go into because but a whole other point about um you know when you have different interests like this like my podcast and whatever and knowing what interests you are supposed to lean into and do the whole discipline commitment rah 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 thing and and what interests you have that are just supposed to be hobbies and interests and things that you do when you enjoy doing them and finding that balance because i think i don't know in 2022 we're all trying to be hustlers and and, and and grinding and grinding and grinding and multiple streams of income multiple businesses side hustle main hustle left hustle right hustle like we're all trying to flip and make everything a military task so it's hard to figure out what is just supposed to be a fun thing and a hobby and when I, I don't know whether this podcast is supposed to be like a thing that I push myself 
very validly to kind of be super duper consistent once a month, once every two weeks, blah, 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 or this is something that I'm just supposed to come and share as I feel led. TBC on that one, I have no idea. Um, and may talk about in another episode. But for now, lovely friends, lovely listeners, lovely acquaintances, this has been so nice for me. Um, I'm glad to be back. I hope to be back more frequently. I'm very grateful um, for my voice. I'm very grateful for my mind and that God's given me both and that God's given all of us both of those things. And yeah, I'm going to wrap it up here so that I don't ramble any further and wish you a blessed week, month, day. Um, And I hope that you're happy. I hope that you are increasingly happy, increasingly grateful. I hope that if you're a procrastinator, you stop procrastinating. And if you're a woman amidst a name change, Godspeed. I wish you patience and diligence on your journey. Much love, beautiful people. Love you.